You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Good morning, Annie here for Showreel on Radio 3CR, your community radio station. We are in summer programming mode and today I would like to share an interview I did with Director Rhiannon Badenberg earlier in November and have been saving for just this moment. It is about her film Mistletoe Ranch, shot in Queensland for the American market through the Steve Jager Company. It gives some insight in filmmaking done in Australia with a definite focus on the international market. As you'll hear, Mistletoe Ranch got a theatrical release in November and is available on streaming services. Rihanna is part of a cohort of young film professionals who are working within the confines of a specialist film company. So thank you very much, Rihanna, for uh, talking to me today. Uh, We're talking about uh, your film, your feature film, uh, Mistletoe Ranch. Now, obviously, it's uh, been commissioned for uh, commercial release internationally, and uh, but it's been shot here in Queensland, along the Gold and along the Gold Coast. Can you talk to us about how this uh, feature began? So, um, Mistletoe Ranch, yes, is a Christmas romance film, and um, I came on board uh, through the Steve Jaggy company that are based um, in Brisbane, and uh, I sort of came on board, they were, I think they had a script, or, you know, a draft of a, of a script, and uh, uh, they were looking for someone to direct it, and I've worked with them on previous projects before, and they knew that I am actually quite a, a lover of Christmas. And I get quite into the Christmas spirit. So I think they thought that might be a good fit. And, um, yeah, so I sort of came on board once there was, you know, a draft script. And, and, and from there on, um, we developed that and then uh, ended up filming it in the Brisbane and uh, Gold Coast hinterland uh, in early earlier this year in the height of summer in Queensland. So you can imagine there were some interesting um challenges ahead for us through the heat when we're actually essentially the film is set in you know in america during winter so lots of snow in montana yeah so the antithesis of where we actually were (laughs) that's right it's quite quite extraordinary actually on a whole lot of levels um but first off i want to uh talk to you about your background as a filmmaker. How did that come about? Because I know that uh, you're a director, writer and a cinematographer and that really comes across in this. The quality is very high in this as well as a musician. 
that makes a difference as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, look, my, my background actually started in music um, and I was always, I always was going to go into music and, and I, I did. Um, but when I was 19, 20, I, um, I was very keen on scoring a feature film. Um, but as a, you know, a very uh, inexperienced young composer, um, I was unable to find anyone that would take me on board to do that. So I actually ended up making a feature film with my friends, um, which I, you know, did everything on, um, including writing music. And that's how I really got into directing and cinematography and that sort of thing. So it was literally through just, you know, generating you know, our own work that a group of us kind of started um, and, and got out in, into the industry, I guess. And, um, and I've been working in it ever since. And I absolutely love it. And I think, um, you know, I, I work primarily as a director, but uh, certainly having, you know, those skills and interests in those other areas are incredibly useful because they are all part of directing. Um, and what's great now is that I don't necessarily go out and shoot the material or write the music, but I get to work with these really incredible professionals um, who have gone and honed those skills in those particular areas. So it's kind of the best best of, the, of both worlds, I guess, being, being a director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and you've uh, tied uh, your flag to the Steve Jager um, company because uh, and they're, they're an interesting uh development in a commercial sense because they're quite focused about what it is they're aiming to do and they bring projects to people like you to come on board right yeah yeah they're really prolific and um the cj company make all sorts of films and they yeah they're um yeah very very prolific and been making all sorts of interesting things and um and i've been able to work on some great projects with them and um through that, met some wonderful, wonderful people um, in the industry. So it's yeah, it's been a good partnership. Yeah, it's very clever. Um, the other thing is, let's get to the actual film Mistletoe Ranch. One of the things I was really uh, interested in was the links. I mean, and this sounds funny, but I was watching the film and I was really taken by how you moved from the main to the next bit. Do you know what I mean? Like the linking bits. is It's very, very sophisticated filmmaking that you've done here, I think. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Um, uh, look, I think um, it's, you know, the Mrs. Her Ranch is, it's a, a really lovely, heartwarming Christmas romance. And within that genre, um, you know, we've all seen a lot of those films uh, and it can be quite, I guess you know, oh, it can, can be cloying, in, really. Yeah, and and you can approach that in a myriad of ways. I think on this um, film, I you know I was certainly very keen to find ways to make it more nuanced and and um, enjoy you know a, a visual and and musically enjoyable experience. Um, and so, of course, a lot of that comes down to. Our cinematography, um, our cinematographer was Tony O'Loughlin, who I've worked with previously. He's wonderful. He's incredibly creative. He's, as you're talking about, those transitions and, and the, the ways to link visually um, moving through the story, you know, that's 
he's very, very talented with that. Um, our music as well, I think, plays a big part in that. Our score, written by Angela Little, um, who's another wonderful creative. Um, uh, I think, you know, combined with even how we, uh, you know, cut the film, uh, it was, it was a, uh, it was an approach that together as a team, we all knew we were, we were trying to achieve something like that. And, um, and we had a lot of fun doing it along the way. And it was, it was, you know, it was a, it was a good challenge as well because you're dealing with material that is often quite rigid and that, you know, the path is well trodden. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a good challenge to sort of find a way. How do we tell a story that we've all often heard before in a slightly different way that's a little bit different just because of what the story is and, and the people who made it? And that, that's the case with anything you make, I guess. You're always going to influence it in some way, whether you realise it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the filmmaking is really, really clever. It's beautiful. It's really well done. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm not a great fan of um, Christmas romances, I'd have to say, but I was absolutely yeah. captivated by the way the film was made. Also, the music, yes, you're right, it was really highly achieved, and the singing was really beautiful. Yes, well... Um so Murphy uh, Cornwall and Geordie Webber, our two leads, um, they are very musical as well. I mean, they're beautiful actors, but they're beautiful singers. And I, early on, I knew, um, you know, as, as I've said before, my background initially is in music, and I always bring some sort of musical element into, into any film I've ever done. Um, that's often my way in. And uh, given it was a Christmas film and I've been involved in a lot of you know, Christmas music and singing in choirs and all that sort of thing, that was something that I definitely was keen to incorporate into the film. And, uh, and so when casting our two leads, um, it was very important, I thought, to also cast um, two actors that were musical. And, um, and they did a beautiful job of, of bringing that, that to their characters and to the film and um, I'm really pleased that that's something that you picked up on. That's lovely. I was really surprised at the uh, level of uh, capacity. It was really, really lovely. The other thing is, of course, you're right. The two leads are lovely and they always are lovely. But these people uh, are, um, I mean, she's just adorable and he's <laughs> he's just terrific. And this is not, uh, you know, their sex appeal. It's their actual being. And that's something about the film itself that's really fascinating. Uh, I remember my daughter, when she first went off to see Grease, she came and she loves musicals and she came in and said, oh, you know, it was great, it was great. Oh, but it was really bad because she, she had to give up everything. You know, there was a great musical, but mm. the the lead had to give up everything. And, mm. um, uh, and you know, like she was about eight and I thought, oh, my job is done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in this film, it treads a slightly different path, doesn't it? Yes, and I think that that, uh, you know, that's testament to, you know, the where we are now as a society. Um, also, you know, obviously how um, a group of us, you know, on the film, how we think. I think with these stories, you know, you can fall into a trap of um, the only goal is to get the guy, um, which, you know, within itself is, is you know, has its purpose, I suppose, but that wasn't really what interested interested me. I, I, I did always like, of course, the fact that um, we had two people who were passionate and talented at 
their respective crafts um, and and they both also had a deep love and respect for each other. And I think that, you know, it is, um, I absolutely believe you can, you can tell a good, good love story where um, that can be developed, but also not, you know, at the expense of other things that are important to them as, as people. Um, and yeah, that was, that was uh, something that we um, were quite keen to keep as well. So, but no, the two of them are just, um, they, they have genuine chemistry. They are beautiful actors. Um, I've worked, I have worked with Mercy before and, um, and then when I, I saw Geordie, I just, I knew he was right for this part. And I think that, um, you know, they bring, uh, you know, in a Christmas romance, um, uh, sort of tell this in a slightly different way that still felt like it was giving the audience what they have come and expected, which is important. But I, what I love about Geordie and Mercy is they were just, uh, they have a nuance of, of, of detail in their acting and they were very responsive to each other and very gentle. And um, and that even comes through, as you were saying, it's not just this blatant sex appeal. It's, there's a sensuality of chemistry between them, which uh, really I thought was quite lovely and I'm very excited for people to see that because I think, um, yeah, they... They, they did a beautiful job and they should both be very, very happy with, with the film, I hope. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the girl, the young girl, she's terrific. Uh, was she just a natural or uh, are you just an extra specially good director with children? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Molly Wright is uh, that actor you're talking about. She's wonderful. And no, I, I can't take all the credit at all. She's, she's brilliant. Um, she's a, a very remarkable young girl and uh, she's very musical herself and obviously she sings in the film um, but she's an absolute delight she was a total powerhouse even though she's you know <laughs> eight or nine years old um, she was always you know every day she was so excited to turn up to set she was always organized um, and and everyone just fell in love with her and she was just she it was really interesting because you know, with the theme of Christmas, my experience personally, you know, within my own family is when you, Christmas feels quite different when it's just all adults. But mm. if you have some kids, you know, That's you know right. opening presents or running around, it always gives Christmas a very different energy. And that's what Molly did on set, you know, having Molly around, um, particularly as we were making a Christmas film and Molly just loves Christmas. Um, it was so much fun, and she brought a lot of levity and, and energy for the rest of the cast, I think, and for myself, and reminded us sometimes, oh, right, this is what we're doing. We've got to capture Molly's excitement for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did that. The, well, let's go back to the challenges, because, um, yes, uh, doing Montana with snow in um, Australia, about the Gold Coast or the uh, Brisbane, um, as well as with with uh, COVID, as well as with Queensland's floods. Now, this is really interesting stuff. Uh, tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it was a challenge, to say the least. Um, you know, but it was also, I mean, look, there was, the flooding was obviously something we didn't, we knew about some of the other things. Um, that was, that came later, but... Um, 
I will say it was something that we were aware of from the outset and to everyone's credit, um, we still persevered. So it, it, I think everyone went in with a, a good attitude, but it was tricky. So uh, the big thing for us was, you know, just because of the way schedules fall, we ended up having to film in the height of summer in Queensland um, uh, and, you know, we were trying to achieve a cold North American look. So basically everything had to be constructed, which is not unusual. You know, when you're shooting a film, you, you're always creating everything from scratch. But uh, this was particularly difficult just in just some very practical ways. You know, how do you dress your cast um, to look like they're rugged up when they're actually sweltering? Um, and even just down to the snow, um, there's, you know, there, it, it, so what we ended up doing was a, a, a mix of practical snow, um, like fake snow and, um, and VFX, but even some of your practical snow options, which, you know, there are some really crafty, uh, recipes and ways to do that, um, some of them just were not feasible because they were literally melting before our <laughs> eyes. Um, <laughs> So it was, you know, it was definitely a bit of trial and error, but really um, our production designer, Daniela Rigby, did a wonderful job um, of just continually bringing up new ideas and how could we, you know, well, if this doesn't work, maybe we try this. And then, of course, that was a conversation that was also had with our cinematographer, Tony O'Loughlin, um, because it was, you know, trying to work out, well, this is what we can put in front of the camera. How do we then shoot it? How do we light it? How do we frame it? Um, of course, then we've got our cast who needed to interact with it. Um, Stephanie Bannenberg, who did the costumes, that was another layer of conversations. How do we create the right feel and look in the costume so that they feel heavy, they feel warm, um, the textures of the fabrics are right, but they're also breathable and they can be, you know, layers can be removed quickly when we stop rolling. Mm. Um and there was all of those kind of discussions. But, you know, all of our heads of department and crew are great professionals and um, and they were able to, to work it all out in the end. And it was, it was yeah, it was quite a... Quite a well, it works. Um, yeah, it, it, did, it did work. And, um, and it's quite fun, actually. There's, there's an element of child's play in all of that. It's quite fun now watching it and knowing, <laughs> knowing what we were dealing with. And then actually, yeah, it actually does look quite cold. <laughs> yeah, it does. No, it really worked. You're listening to Summer Programming on 3CR 855 AM or streaming on 3cr.org.au or via the Community Radio app or 3CR Digital. You're with Annie on Showreel. And we are chatting with director Rihanna Bannenberg about her film Mistletoe Ranch, made with the American market in mind, but shot in Queensland and on the Gold Coast while simulating the dead of a Montana winter, the magic of movies. This is the last part of the chat I had with Rihanna. Uh, tell yeah. me, how long was the shoot then? Uh, 15 days. So it was very, very quick. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we were... Um, very efficient, and um, and got it got it done in fifteen days, which is lucky because then, as you mentioned, there were these floods, and uh, they really started at the end of the shoot, and we managed to just scrape in and get everything done before 
you know, it really, you know, oh, uh, you know, if we'd gone a day more, um, we would have, we just wouldn't have been able to shoot anything. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and the other thing, <laughs> I, I know you you were saying that you've uh, worked with uh, the uh, Steve J- Jaggy uh, company before and you were doing Diet Club and Riptide and things of that nature. Uh, did you have a bigger budget this time? Uh, mm, I wouldn't say a bigger budget, no. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay, that's interesting. No, no. Ah, right. So there's an awful lot of craft and intelligence going on in making these films. Oh, definitely. No, definitely, um, you know, a lot of, um, so much of what you see is because we had great people on this project and, um, and, you know, with everyone's forces combined, um, it's, yeah, it's it's come up as, as quite a handsome film. But yeah, very much down to um, that's down to you know planning and creativity and, and, and experience and and um, just everyone having a good attitude and tr- you know trial and error and trying to work out what what's going to work what doesn't work and then you know working out our limitations and then making the best out of that and that is I think it, it, that's irrespective of any budget I've ever worked with. Mm. You you never have enough money. <laughs> you never have enough money. You never have enough time. Um, so it, it, you know you have to you have to rely on other things. Um, but you know also I think for myself and for a lot of people I work with that is part of the thrill of why we do it. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. It was, you know, it's it's a challenge. It's it gets you thinking, it gets you, um, you know, really pushing yourself um, in whatever sort of domain you're working in. And, uh, you know, a film is always a, uh, it's a collection of many parts and many people contribute to it. And I think um, it's always quite satisfying when you get to the end and go, right, okay, this is, we all sort of contribute in different ways and then this is what we end up with. And you never quite know what that is actually going to be. Um, until you, you know, you go and sit down and watch in the in the cinema somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes a whole other thing when people start watching it as well. Mm. Well, that's the thing. It's getting a theatrical release. Uh, Mistletoe Ranch is getting a theatrical release leading into Christmas. And, of course, uh, Steve Jaggy uh, is uh, not slowing uh, putting their foot forward because uh, they've also got uh, fingers in a distribution company called... Arthur Buscar film, right? Is that how it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they also have a um, a distribution company um, and uh, a post production <clears throat> company called Serve Chills, which um, we worked with um, on this film. Uh, so yeah. He's got, got a lot of, he's a very busy, busy man. <laughs> mm, but that does mean that uh, your project is going to go across the world and it will appear digitally as well as theatrically released in Australia uh, in November. Uh, what, where do you go for from here? What's your next uh, go? Because, you know, you're, the world is an o- the oyster for you. <laughs> um, I hope so. Um, yeah, I've, look, I've got a few different projects. Um, in the mix for next year um, it's sort of the nature of, um, of how it goes you, know, you you often have a few things running at a time because you know it is very unpredictable and certainly 
as many people across many industries have experienced over the last few years with COVID, um, very unpredictable. Obviously, we're all hoping that um, things are on the up and, and, and hopefully this Christmas we'll, we'll actually all be able to, and we will be all together, which is wonderful. Um, but yeah, I've got a few different um, projects in the mix for next year, so we'll see which one, which one um, comes to fruition. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always working on something. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to me, Rihanna. It's been a pleasure. Oh, an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's it for Showreel this week. We were chatting with film director Rihanna Bannenberg about her film Mistletoe Ranch. Perfect subject for the approaching Christmas. Season greetings and have a safe one. So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And you won't just be gone And so this is Christmas
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.